What is going on and welcome to the Power of Progression podcast. I'm your host, John Marone. Thank you very much for joining us on today's episode. And please do not forget to like, subscribe, follow the podcast, write a review, and then share it out to anybody who can take the value from today's episode and put it into their life. But now it is time to help you design the life you've always wanted to live, creating the ultimate version of yourself, and jump into the episode. So let's get it popping. What's going on, guys? I am so excited about today's episode because I just came back from Vegas and my brain is mush, but not because of drinking, because of the conference I attended. Yeah, there was drinking, that's for damn sure, but because of the conference I attended. And that conference is called Thrive, Make Money Matter. If you guys watch this on YouTube, there you go. That's Cole and Sonia Hatter. Uh, those guys are the uh, creators and founders of Thrive Make Money Matter. And if you've been following me for a long time, you know I had them on my podcast about two months ago where they shared their story um, and some extremely valuable content. Now, let me tell you kind of my Thrive experience in a second, but why I decided to go. The first thing is, is that through knowing Cole and Sonia, you know, through social media, I see what they're doing. I love it. But the big reason is I had tons of people reaching out to me asking, hey, man, you going to thrive? Hey, man, you going to thrive? I had no idea what to expect. But when I know this is that if somebody creates enough evangelists like that, that means they're doing something good over there. So I wanted to attend. So it's on Thursday. Well, Thursday was, was the first day, like a meetup. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And those three days, I immerse myself in some of the best content I've listened to. And I speak at a lot of conferences. You guys know that. A few times a month. This one, I didn't. This one, I sat in the back amongst everybody in the audience, listening, seeing how they react to speakers, seeing what they're not reacting to, hearing what they like, what they didn't like, um, and also building new relationships, right? And so when I went there on, on Thursday, the big thing I saw was that it wasn't as clicky as most conferences. And, and guys, I'm not saying this because... I'm getting paid to say this or, you know, I get money off ticket sales. None of that, promise you. I'm saying this because I'm an evangelist for them because of what I saw this weekend. Um, and I just want to help everybody be the best they could be, right? Creating the ultimate version of you. And this conference definitely plays into that role and can help you. And so there wasn't a lot of clicks. I met some people. It was great conversations. And then boom, Friday, Sunday, immersing ourselves in content with the speakers. Who are the speakers? People like Trent Shelton. David Meltzer, uh, Cole and Sonia, obviously, E.T., Lisa Bilyeu, Andy Frisella, Emily Frisella, Charlie Rocket, uh, Ty Lopez, um, Bulletproof Coffee creator, Dave Asprey, Yaya Bakar. I mean, it was insane. And let me talk about Yaya for a second. So Yaya and I talk on, you know, on and off here and there, and I've seen him speak uh, you know, on, online, but I never actually went to one of his conferences where he was speaking. He was the MC for this event. He kept everybody so engaged at a high le level of energy. It was insane. I respect that so much because I know what it's like to be up there for three days trying to keep everybody's energy at a high level while still, get this, dropping tons and tons of value. It wasn't just rah, 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 get excited. It was dropping value, energy up, bringing a speaker out so that they can go ahead and receive the energy from the crowd so they could up-level their energy as a speaker. And obviously, he did a speaking session. He dropped some massive, massive, mess massive messages that really impacted the whole entire uh, place. And now, because he was able to do that, and because of the way Thrive event was, was done, this is the big thing I saw. Day three, there was not an empty seat. Andy Frisella came on 
at like three o'clock. We ended about 5.30 and guess what? People were still there. 90% if not more were still there. You don't see that at conferences. So why is that so important? It's because they're doing something right over there. In this call, this, this podcast, in this video, I'm gonna show you guys 30 things that I took away. That's right, 30 things. Now, because it is 30 things, I'm not gonna give it to you all at once. We're gonna break this down into two parts. But if you look here, those of you watching this, if you're not, uh, I wrote down top 10 takeaways of, of Thrive. That, that was the headline, I was like the, the subject. Well, I got down to about eight, then nine, then 10, and I realized, oh my God, I'm not even 10% done to my notes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we're gonna do 20. 20, I'm gonna do the top 20 takeaways from Thrive. Oh, that didn't work either. 30, I got the 30, and I was like, I don't know if I could do anymore. And I got to 40, and I was like, you know what? Okay, let me re you know, re retune this, and I took away 30 massively impactful messages and content from Thrive that I'm gonna to deliver to you guys today. And before I dive into that, make money matter is the whole point of this, right? Understanding how to make your money matter for for purpose. There's a non-profit company, there's a for-profit, then there's a for-purpose, which I'll get into on my takeaways. But basically, for-purpose is this. Think about this. Tom's shoes. You guys all heard of them, right? So Tom's shoes, you buy a pair of Tom's, Tom's goes ahead and delivers uh, a pair of Tom's to somebody in need. Uh, then there's... You know, a bunch of other ones out there. There's another company, I forget the name of it, but you buy their headphones, they go ahead and pay for ear, um, for, for hearing aids for somebody in need of hearing aids that can't pay for it. Stella, right? The beer. You buy Stella and they take part of the proceeds and put it towards um, you know, getting water to a country that needs it. So that's what Cole and Sonia, their whole mission's about. How to create your business to give back and make your money matter. So Dan Fleshman, who's, one of the speakers and, and was just dropping bomb and value after value, the value was on fire. His charity was actually the charity that we were giving back to this year. They have a charity every year. It's called Model Citizen Fund. And what they do is they give backpacks to the homeless. In the backpack, there's you know, socks and uh, toothbrushes, toothpaste, and you name it, everyday essentials. Well, we decided to raise some money for them, or you know, obviously Cole and Sina did, and we as the crowd gave our money and our resources to that. We raised, guys, get this. Ready, drum roll, please. $250,000 to the Model Citizen Fund. And the reason why that's so amazing is because Dan doesn't take any of it. It's a self-funded charity. He pays for everything. He pays for the jumbo jets to get the backpacks on there and fly to Puerto Rico and drop them off. He pays for everything. It's a self-funded charity. It goes directly to the backpacks, the product and backpacks, and then delivering it. So we raised $250,000 in an event. So we're going to talk about for-purpose a little bit towards the end, but I want you to think about how can you create your business as a for-purpose business? If you have any questions, reach out to me. Cole, I'm sure, will be happy to talk to you, Sonia, as well. But let's dive into this because we're going to do this as a two-parter, guys, a two-parter. And the first part is going to be 15 takeaways from Thrive, and then the next one's going to be the other 15. So go to the first one. The first one, uh, David Meltzer was talking about it, and he talks about, are you giving or are you trading? And what he means by that is, are you truly giving value and making a difference without asking anything in return, or are you trading value? Are you saying, hey, man, I'll go, yeah, I'll give you this. Hey, by the way, do this for me. Are you giving or are you trading? See, I had Chris Harder on my podcast not too long ago, and Chris said something brilliant. 
He said, the side effect of giving is getting. And I could not agree more. So let's start giving without asking because this is what happens when you give, the universe will find its way back to you so you can get. Stop trading and start giving. The second thing, have you ever been driving in a car and driving in a car, let's say you're going to the Marriott Hotel, never been there before, and all of a sudden your GPS doesn't work, right? GPS doesn't work, and maybe this was many, many years ago when you know, there wasn't as many phones and GPS in every single car, but you're driving and, and oh, GPS doesn't work. You don't have any map in your car either, by the way. It's just you and hopefully making the right turns. And you're making a left turn. Nope, wasn't there. Making a right turn. Nope. And hours and hours later, you can't find it. Maybe you find it later or maybe you don't find it at all. Ever happened to you? Maybe you're trying to get somewhere. It just took you way longer because you had no directions. How about if you've ever driven somewhere, you had no directions, same thing. And you're like, gas station. Let me go over there and ask them. And then they told you and you got to your location or destination when you needed to. Think about that in life. During your journey, are you stopping to ask for directions? Like, let's collapse time from where you're at to where you want to go. Let's collapse time. And how do we do that? We ask for directions. And the most brilliant part about it is that people love to help. People love to tell you how much they know. So, of course, they're going to tell you. So, during your journey right now to your destination, right, during your, your, your plan to your goal, during your journey to your destination, stop for a second. Find some resources that can help you. Ask questions. Now, you don't want to ask questions because you don't want to look dumb. You know, you want to do it on your own, quote unquote. You know, you don't want to look like a failure by not knowing where you're going. Fear, whatever it is, fear of asking. Oh, you know, I just don't, I just want to, don't want to ask. You know, I don't want to burden anybody. Stop. They want to tell you, but they don't know that they need to tell you. Or they don't even know that you have an issue unless you ask them. The guy at the gas station doesn't know that you need directions until you come in and ask him. Right? The person that's a higher level than you or just has an answer to a question doesn't even need to be higher level has the answer for you and they want to tell you, but they don't know that you need that answer. So guys, during your travels into your destination, during your journey to get to your destination, stop and ask for questions. Number three, be kind to your future self. Be kind to your future self. It's so important, guys, that we start eating like we matter right? We start working out like we matter. We start acting like we matter. And it's not just for today. It's for your future self. Because what you do today plays into effect what happens tomorrow, right? So be kind to yourself. And mainly be kind to your future self. If you be kind to yourself currently, you'll be kind to your future self, right? It's compound effect. The next thing, number four, being kind I'm reading right off this, guys. I'm not like being real with you guys. Here we go. I'm reading right off my notes. Being kind is better than being right. Being kind is better than being right. So be kind more often. Be kind more often. It's better to be kind than it is to be right. And another thing that, that you know, he was talking about, about being kind of just like realizing that you matter. A lot of speakers are talking about that. Like, realize you matter. You matter. You, you, you have a purpose. So one of the other speakers talked about, like, stop trying to search for a purpose. You are the purpose. You are the purpose. So be kind to yourself or your future self, you know, but, but you, know, you just got to make sure that, you know, kindness is more important than being right. Put that into your core values. 
Number five, this is where Sonny talked about uh, manufactured confidence. I think it's incredible. So if you guys heard the story, you know that she was scared to jump on any kind of stages, didn't really like to speak in public, and that stems from you know events that happened in her childhood, whatever. But she was legit fearful, like scared to even take a step out into the, the stage versus even like even saying a word. So she's built up this manufactured confidence and then create real confidence. And she did it so well that she became first. She went first in a bodybuilding or physique competition. She's never done it before. Never done it first. A couple months later, she decided to go next level and go into Miss California. And she got second runner-up in Miss California. Like, that's amazing. Never really done beauty pageants, never done anything like that. And she was able to get first in the physique and then third, basically, or second runner-up in the beauty pageant of Miss California. It wasn't some, like, small, like, 20-person town that she got third. Like, it's insane. Why did that happen? It happened because she understood how to manufacture confidence in order to then actually have it. And one of the things she taught is about fear and fear. So fear is based on a memory. Write this down. If you're not writing down the other stuff too, I mean, look, here we go. Fear is based off a memory. That's why kids don't have fear. My little daughter, she's two years old. She will jump on that trampoline, swing from tree to tree because she has no fear. Now, when she breaks her arm, hopefully she doesn't. Do you think she's going to jump from tree to tree? Maybe not. And if she does, it's only because that memory didn't hurt enough. So your fear is based off of a memory. And that's what's brilliant because it's your, you can't change the memory. Boop, backtrack. You can't change that memory. It happened. But what you can do is you can change the perceptive you have of it. The perception that you have of that memory can be changed. So I'm asking you, where, where are you fearful? What memory does it stem from? Okay. And then how do we go back and change the perception of that memory to erase the fear that we have? How do we go back and erase the perception, not the memory? The memory is there, guys. The memory is there. Memory is there. But you have a choice to change the perception of it in order to change the fear of it. So think about that. Your fear currently is based off a memory you have. So what you need to do is you need to go back to the memory, face it, change the perception, come back to your current day, and go forward. One thing she talks about that helps you with fear, the three R's. Recognize, release, and reframe. Recognize that fear. Release it, breathe it out, and reframe it. And what does that mean? Change your perspective of it. And how do you do that? Like with anything, you ask better questions. And one question I use is, what else could it mean? What else could it mean? And that helps me in a lot of situations, but if you need to reframe it, you got to ask yourself better questions. And then, Actually, this isn't in here because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this for a second, though. So, Yaya, my man, talked about fear. And we all know what, what the fear acronym, right? False evidence appearing real. Well, there's this one, too. It's a two-parter. Either it's face everything and rise or face everything and run. Fear is face everything and rise or face everything and run. What do you want to do? That's up to you. Once again, that comes down to something that you have for free, and that is choice. That is choice. So number six, I wasn't going to put that in here. I just remembered it and wanted to bring it up. Number six, 
My man, Trent Shelton. Man, dude's on fire right now. Once again, like 50,000 uh, shares on all his videos each every time. And the dude is one of the most genuine, coolest cats that I know. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, I've had the pleasure of talking to him and uh, just really chatting with him. And uh, maybe there's some future stuff going on with us. Who knows? But um, he's just a really good dude, right? And like he cares. And that's, that's huge. He's not, it's, he is not manufacturing authenticity. Because kind of going back, you can manufacture confidence, but you can't manufacture authenticity. Write that down. You can manufacture confidence, but you can't manufacture authenticity. That's real. That's got to be real. Um, so, but he talked about number six is promise versus commitment. Man, I promise you I'm going to do this. Man, I promise I'm going to do this versus I'm going to commit to it. What's the difference? Promise is words, right? So promise are the words you say. Commitment is the action you take. Commitment is the action you take. So instead of promising people all this stuff and then not doing it, or asking other people to promise you certain things and them not doing it, let's change it up and let's actually just start committing to doing it. Promise equals words, commitment equals action. And we all know action is the only way to get to where you need to go. Number seven is IOP. Anybody listening to this now, if you're a business owner like most of you are, you know that you have P&Ls, you got profit and losses, right? And you, you, you know that there's an expense report that you hand into your accountant. Usually late for some of you guys. Right, like the deadline that you need to hand it in by. And during the expenses sheet, when you're filling it out, you don't take into calculation this one thing. And that is IOP. You have an expense that is IOP. What is IOP? It's impressing other people. You have an expense of impressing other people. You bought the car to impress other people. You bought that nice suit to impress other people. You bought the drinks at the bar to impress other people. Yeah. You are trying to impress other people. Therefore, it's an expense. It's not a part of your entertainment. What if you replace the impressing other people, the IOP, with BOP? And what is that? BOP. Think about it. Building other people. What if you took your IOP, impressing other people expense, and put it into building other people? What do you think then could happen to your life? What do you think then could happen to their life? So do you have an IOP or B, BOP in your expense report? Number eight, I talk about vulnerability a lot. You guys know that, right? First step to success is what? Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Number two is what? Be vulnerable, right? Extremely vulnerable. So Trent put it and he said, transparency will lead to transformation. Woo! Let me repeat that. Transparency will lead to transformation. Now that right there is powerful. Transparency will lead to it. That's number eight. Number nine is, this is this one. Let me get a little, a little amp for it because when he said this, definitely, definitely hit home. So he said, how you see life is how you feel about life. And how you feel about life is what you get out of life. Let me repeat that. Let me repeat that so you can go ahead and write it down if you haven't already. It's how you see life is how you feel about life. And how you feel about life is what you get out of life. And I think that goes for situations too, right? So let's not get a twist and think it's just an overall scheme. I think it also comes down to situations. How I feel about the situation, right? or sorry, how I see the situation is really how I feel about the situation. It's what I'm going to receive out of it.
This is where I talk about negative intent versus positive intent. So negative intent is, don't lie, this happens to you. You get that text message, you get that email, and you're like, what does she want? You get the phone call, what does he want? Or you read the email, and you're like, I can't believe they said it like that. Versus saying, oh, okay, maybe she meant something positive out of it. So you're looking at it negatively. So if you're thinking that it's negative, you see it as negative, it feels negative, you're going to receive more negative things. Versus you went the positive route and you saw it positive, you felt positive, you're gonna receive positive. Another time this happens is, uh, let me tell you a quick story, you know who you are and you're listening, a buddy of mine, um, he's actually a coaching client of mine, a one-on-one client, he was like, bro, he's like, I saw this, this, uh, this, this kid driving next to me in a BMW, and I pulled up next to him and I looked at him and I was like, look at this kid getting shit handed to him by his parents. I can't believe his parents handed him BMW. He's like 16 years old. He's like, oh, I wanted to hold up a sign and say, what do you got? You know, uh, what are you insecure much? He's like, then I was fine. You know, and I let it go. And I'm like, well, first of all, it's just three days later and you're still telling me. So you didn't let it go. And secondly, what if it was different than what you thought? Because when you thought about that, it affected you for a few hours, few days. It affected you, right? And maybe you didn't feel it that much affecting you. It affected you. It's back in your mind. I said, what if it wasn't what you thought it was? Would you feel different about it? Would you see it different? Do you think you'd receive something different? So what if instead of his parents giving it to him because they're rich and the other spoiling the hell out of the kid, what if that kid had a deadly disease and you know, illness and he was dying in a year and his parents got him that because they wanted him to have his last year driving a beautiful car. Have you ever thought about that? I had another girl um, during my retreat, uh, which shout out to all my retreat people out there that was there for my retreat, sold out. That was awesome. Um, she was like, I don't know what she came up, what, what, what we were talking about, but she's like, yeah, this kid stole basketball from me, that little punk, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that thing affected you? She's like, yeah, a little bit. I was pissed. I said, well, Think about this. What if that kid just doesn't have money for a basketball? It's unfortunate he had to steal it from you, but he grabbed it from you. And now he has a basketball and maybe at home, his parents are always fighting or there's drugs going on. And he always just wanted to get out of the house and play basketball to block out his mind of what's going on at home. And now that he's got this basketball that his parents want to buy for him because his parents are buying drugs instead. Yeah, he had to steal it, but he got it. Now he's able to get out of the house, get out of a toxic environment, shoot hoops. And really be able to work on himself. And who knows, 10, 15 years, maybe that kid becomes a professional basketball player all because he stole the ball to get a distraction from his family. How do you feel now? And it's huge for me, for people to understand being able to change your perspective on things, it changes your life. It does. If you change your perspective, you'll change your world, right? What you perceive, you receive. What you perceive, you receive. So that's something that, that Trent talked about. And I think that's everybody needs to really, really listen to it. Oh, that's another one. Number, number 10. Don't make it the first time, right? So don't make the first time the first time. What, what, what do I mean by this? And what does everybody mean when we talk about this? Don't make the first time the first time. Understand the power of visualizing. Understand the power of the law of attraction, right? Understand the power of manifesting. When I'm sitting there and you know, I'm speaking at events or I'm doing this or doing that, it's not my first time on that stage. Physically, yeah, physically it's my first time. But my mind has went there 
over and over and over again. I saw the people in the crowd. I heard the words coming out of the mouth. I saw the impact that I made. See, I was there before. And I was there before, which allowed me to practice, which allowed me to, to, to truly embody my message. I didn't have to get up on stage and get nervous because I was already there. And you get the butterflies in your stomach for sure, but I was already there. So if you want something in life, you want to make a million dollars, five million, 20 million, a hundred million. When you make it, don't let it be the first time. When you want to marry that dream girl, that dream guy, when you meet him, don't make it the first time. When you want to buy all these beautiful things and have these amazing, incredible experiences, don't make it the first time. Every day I wake up, I speak in gratitude and affirmations. When I say my affirmations, I see it, I feel it, I believe it. See, I believe it. That's the difference. A lot of you guys might be saying affirmations, but do you truly believe it? A lot of you guys may be saying affirmations, but are you truly visualizing it? Let me give you an example here. So when I'm talking about gratitude or visualizing some things, when I speak in gratitude or affirmations, if I can't feel it, see it, if I can't truly get a vivid picture of it, I stop in a moment and I repeat it with more description, right? I repeat it with more description. My gratitude goes like this, right? I'm grateful for my daughter. I'm grateful for my daughter. If I cannot see her visualize her, I stop and say, I'm grateful for my beautiful daughter in a way she makes me smile. And boom, I see it for affirmations. When, when, when I wanted a boat, I remember like I come from places that like, you know, we're not supposed to have boats, houses, like own our own cars. So for me, a boat was a big deal. So when I would say, you know, I own a boat. If I didn't see it, even though I didn't have it, if I didn't see it, I'd stop and say, I own a 24-foot boat and, you know, I have people drive it on every day and it's blue and it's named this and I truly visualize it. And guess what happens? It comes true. It comes true. So you need to focus on it because what you focus on expands. So going back to you know, what, what, what he said is don't make the first time the first time. So visualize whatever you want in this life, visualize it and do it on a daily basis with consistency. The next one is 11 don't wait to be rich to give back. Don't wait to be rich to give back. Don't wait because if you don't give back now, you're never going to give back. If you don't give back now, you're never going to give back. So Dan and the Model Citizen Fund, they made $250,000 to put into the backpacks and deliver it out. And I'm telling you right now, the people who gave the money, it was the first time they ever gave money to anything. I know that for a fact. There's no way of 1,500 people, everybody's always giving back. I'm not talking about like, you know, once in a blue moon. I'm talking about actually made a commitment. Say, I'm going to give back. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give back more than five bucks. I'm going to give back instead of saying, yeah, round up to a dollar. You can take my change and give it to the cancer society. I'm going to give really, I'm just going to give all back without asking in return. And I know not all of them are rich, but they're going to be. They're going to be because they're living with the model of give back before you're rich. Like give back before you're rich. Like you're better off than some people. Like you got a few more bucks than some people. I live in a beautiful home. I know I'm better off than some people and I could help them even if it's five bucks, 10 bucks. Because if we compounded it out, we got everybody in your neighborhood to give $10 to one foundation. How much money did you make? You know people can give more, but everybody can give something. Everybody can give something, whether it's time, energy, or money, everybody can give something. I truly believe that everybody can give money. Everybody could sacrifice Starbucks one day to get five bucks for the year, right? One, one time a month to get five bucks a month. If you sacrificed, let's just say Starbucks one time a week and took that money, 20 bucks and gave it to a charity and he did it, you know, for the whole year, it was $240. I suck at math. And I just figured that out. 
If I'm wrong, message me, let me know. But it's $240 that you gave to a charity. It's probably more than you've done your whole entire life. Now, if you're listening to this already giving to charity, cool. I love it. Keep doing it. But those of you who aren't, don't wait till you're rich. Give back beforehand. Next is going to be number 12. And that's identify, or sorry, identity is not my success. Your identity is not in your success. One more time. Your identity is not in your success. The nice house I live in, it's not in my success. That, 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 that doesn't mean that's my identity, right? Doesn't mean that that's my identity. When, when, when you know, I go out on a boat, that doesn't mean that's my identity. It's my success, but it's not my identity. So find your identity, figure out who you are, and success is just an afterproduct once you figure out who you are. Then you can expand your identity. And number 13, the most valuable currency, most valuable currency is attention. I think Cole was talking about this. It's attention. You want a business, the reason why you don't have as many clients, there's many different reasons why, but one of them is because you don't have enough attention on you. You gotta grab attention. And boring doesn't make you money, right? Boring doesn't make you money. So that's one thing. But you got to grab attention. So the most valuable currency is attention. Go find out how to get it. Uh, then number 14, this is what Lisa Villiers was talking about, Tom Villiers' wife from Impact Theory. And, and I think it's brilliant. Your belief system dictates how you act. Your belief system dictates how you act. See, as humans, we follow through with who we believe we are. I have another client of mine and she's like, John, I, you know, I just can't get to sleep at night. You know, I just, you know, it's hard for me to get to sleep at night. So then I don't wake up in the morning. I say, oh, yeah, interesting. No, what do you do at night? Oh, I watch Netflix. Okay. Um, have you, you know, have you thought about not watching Netflix? No, 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 no. I have to fall asleep with, with the TV on. I said, you have to fall asleep with TV on. Okay. Well, why is that? I've always done it. I said, see, here we go. You're following through what your belief is. And because your belief is you fall asleep with the, with the TV on, that's what you're going to do. You're going to make it a point. You're going to tell everybody. And then if the TV is off, you're going to be like, I can't sleep with the TV off. Versus I'm in control. The TV doesn't dictate my belief system, right? Like dictate doesn't, it doesn't dictate like how I act, but really it is. So you have to understand that your belief system dictates everything you do. And, and I want you to do yourself a, a little homework assignment. So I want you to do, when you talk about dictating um, or, or your beliefs dictate your, your belief system, I want you to think about this. So our belief system, right, dictates the way we act, right? So think about what you believe right now. What do you believe is true for yourself? Do you believe that you're overweight? Do you believe that you're not good enough? Do you believe that you're too old? You're too young? Do you believe that you're not educated enough? Do you believe that you're going to fail? What is your belief system? Because your belief system dictates how you act. So when your belief system dictates how you act, if you don't believe these things, do you think you're going to be acting accordingly? So let's do this. Write down all of the things that are in your belief system, the good and the bad. I am good enough, right? I am educated enough. And then the bad, right? I'm, I, I'm not, you know, a morning person. I'm not good in sales. Write them all down and then look at it and say, which ones empower me? Which ones don't? And the ones that don't ask yourself, how can I replace this thought and this belief to act a different way to empower me to be better? That's a homework assignment I have for you. 
And then number 15 for this episode is wisdom versus knowledge. And I never understood the difference. I didn't understand the difference. Maybe you do. I didn't. And the difference is simply this. Knowledge is great. It's what we know. But wisdom is when you implement the knowledge. Wisdom is when you implement the knowledge. So all the stuff I've given you guys today and the things you've heard your whole entire life, that's all knowledge. I don't want you necessarily just to be knowledgeable. I want you to have wisdom. And you can't have wisdom unless you take action on the knowledge that you have. So take this knowledge, okay? And then go ahead and take action. And then you will be somebody with wisdom. So knowledge is just knowing while wisdom is knowing and actually taking action on what you know. So those are the first 15 takeaways from Thrive. And I cannot wait to give you the next 15. You got to wait till next week though. So you got to tune in. Make sure you go ahead. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the little uh, button to little bell button to go ahead and subscribe to it and be dropping more and more content on here um, every single day. And then if you're listening to this on a podcast, please write a review. Let me know what you think. And last but not least, don't be selfish. Share this, like, share this out. Let's share it out to the world. Not just for me, but for Thrive. Like make money matter. The whole entire mission behind it. You need to get to this event next year. I'm saying I don't get paid to say this, but you need to get to the event next year. I think you said it's going to be in the spring. It's either going to be LA, Vegas, or San Diego. You got to get there. If you are serious about your growth and all equities of life, then you need to make the investment, make no excuses, and get your butt to thrive. These are just 15 things I took away. But there's 1,500 people there. When you're sitting there, you hear things differently. I'm sure I miss a ton of value. But also, I know people listen to us that were there they're hearing something different when I'm saying, I'm like, oh man, look, this is what I heard. Like, oh, I didn't even catch that. So I'm excited to hear everybody else's thoughts are. So I can say, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that. Because everybody perceives things differently, right? Where we're at in our life, the events happen in our life, we hear things differently. So this is my take on it. These are my 15. And there were so many more. So do that one homework assignment I gave you. That's it. Write down your belief system, the good, the bad, the ugly. Then ones that aren't empowering you, to be more productive, to be more effective, to be more efficient in life. Say, what am I going to do differently to change this belief system? If you need help with that, reach out. Just go ahead. It's john at johnmarone.com. Reach on out to me. But please make sure you share this episode out and make sure you keep creating the ultimate version of you. I'll see you next week.